안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Just now I saw the our John Cockley's face from Kenya. I'm so much inspired whenever I see him. He's carrying on the spirit of the missionaries. Wow, it is really incredible. Today I'd like to talk about the movement for the unification of North and South Korea from True Mother's Anthology Book One. So let's invite our Heavenly Honey. The movement for the unification of North and South Korea. It is clear that this nation is blessed by God. However, you must understand that blessings are always accompanied by responsibilities. As a people governed by God, please remember that this nation or people must attend true parents as a center for it to run properly. You must confidently let people know of this. You must take pride in the fact that this nation has been chosen by God. Korea became a chosen nation because true parents were born here. Hence, you must let people know about true parents. There is hope for the unification of the two Koreas only when people attend true parents. When the parents become the center, conflicting siblings can be reconciled and brought together. I am thinking of mobilizing all our organizations to re-educate this entire nation. From the point of view that this country should be a country directly controlled by God, all religions must be unified. What is the purpose of religion? They speak of happiness, yet that happiness is only possible when they attend God. You who are engaged in different fields must take pride in what you do and enthusiastically provide your cooperation from your respective positions to ensure that this nation stands tall in front of the world. Spreading the word and proudly speaking of true parents is the only way for Korea to stand in front of the world. Only through this can the unification of the two Koreas that we have longed for be realized. You must passionately take the lead in witnessing to true parents in order that the two Koreas and the world can be unified. Thank you. According to True Mother's words, just as an ideal human being uh, should have a mind and body united. You know, to realize an ideal nation centered on God, religion which corresponds to the mind and politics which corresponds to the body should first become one. In the words of Tromada, which uh, we read today, she said that in order to become a country directly controlled by God, we have to unify first all our religions. In that sense, let's look at Tromada's word about unification of religions. Read, please. How do you unify religions? In Christianity, There are many people who pray, oh my God, I hope Moon is dead, but I am not going to die. When the people who tell me to die 
It is them that died, not me. Why don't I die? Because it follows the path of the heavenly law. If you hit someone who follows the law of heaven, you will be struck. They would say something like, can you, the founder of the Unification Church, unify religion and Christianity? It has been 950 years since Catholicism and Protestantism, Roman Catholicism and Greek Orthodox Christianity have been separated. Protestantism alone has become one of more than 400 denominations saying, if it is not my denomination, there is no God. There can be no unity with that. Yes. True Father told us today the secret of being able to live and not die despite many persecutions and opposition for the sake of religious unification. If you strike someone who follows the principles of the heavenly law, the person who hits you will be hit and will be destroyed. Therefore, on the way to being religious for the, for the sake of the will and for the sake of the whole, if you are persecuted internally or externally, never become discouraged. Push it forward with strength and courage because God is just and good and heaven protects us all the time. That's why whatever do you think this is really God's will, this is something righteous, you never worry. Someone persecute you and misunderstand you. Just go, go ahead because God is just and good. You know, he's the one who all the time protect you and support you as long as you are you got a righteous, as long as you follow the God's will. That's the way our true father, you know, to unify the, all the religion, even though he got so much persecution and misunderstanding how he overcame. Okay, continue. As for how to unite, you just have to follow the teachings of Unification Church, Reverend Moon. It is possible if you apply the principle of living for the sake of others. This is what I will do for God more than the Catholics are for God. As long as the Catholic Church is for the Lord, I will love them more. And as long as the Catholic priests and nuns are for the members, I will love them more than them. This is it. So what do you think? People try to go on a path that leads to more love and more devotion, even if the branches are broken. This is the desire of our original nature. It is said that when I love the members of an established church more than a pastor of an established church, we can become one. Yes. What is the conclusion? Who are living for the sake of others more than any other one? The way to unify the religion is to have true love more than anyone else to love some people as long as they love that denomination and to love the world and God. For example, if you want to lead America, you have to love America more than any president who has come down in history. It is to go beyond the standards that 
someone has a set and to live for more for the sake of others. For example, love America more than Abraham Lincoln, love America more than George Washington. Then it means that unification by absorption is possible automatically through true love. That's why was the fundamental principle living for the sake of others more than anyone. This is the key to unify you know, all religion together. Next content. The principle of unity of religions. In order to do this, it is absolutely impossible without the true thought and ideology. This is the intention of the unification church. It is the divine principle which Korea gave birth to in order to unify all religions. Victory over communism and unification thought is the ideology. All the religions which take God as their father should unite and face the communists who deny God. But we should defeat them with truth and love. Let them recognize their errors. And finally, we should embrace them as <clears throat> our brothers and sisters. The ideology for victory over communism based on this principle analyzes all philosophies and isms and enables us to unite into one centering on God. This principle, ideology, and thought was brought about in Korea. This is Godism. Yes. For religious unification, a certain ideology and truth for religious unification is necessary. And what would be victory over communism and unification thought? It, uh, uh, in other words, it is God, uh, Godism. First, we must uh, subjugate our opponents with the principle and ideologies. And then we should embrace even one our enemies with true love. We need to have a clear principle, you know, to convince them, okay? Secondly, not just only convince them, we need to love them, embrace them more than anyone else. This is the key how to unify in all different religions. Continue. Firstly, how can you unite unite religions by teaching about God more clearly than others. If we do this as a religion of experience, this can be achieved. Experiences can be caused by a theoretical system and scientific data. Otherwise, you cannot unite religions. This kind of principle is the principle on religions. What is the second point? It is the principle of ideology. What is that ideology? It is the answers to the questions of life, the questions of the individual. What the hell happened to humans? What is a human being? A human being is a manifestation of result, not the ultimate cause. Yes. True Father gave the following specific comments on unification of religions. The first is, first is to teach them more specifically about God. In other words, it is necessary to experience clearly what kind of being God is. If it becomes a religion that experiences the heart of God, 
all religions can be united. This is why we must clearly teach God's wishes, circumstances, and dreams, and the word of God's heart, transcending all religions. This is the only way to unite all religions. That's why, you know, I'm continuously talking about God's heart. We need to understand God's heart. Everybody understand God's heart, and He's the parent of all humankind. And understand his philosophy, principle, his wishes, his dream, and his heart. This is the only way to unify, unite all religions. Next. No one insists that human beings are the first cause. When we consider the question of what a human being is, we should know there is surely a being who exists as the first cause and who made human beings to be born as the result. Therefore, we should say clearly that the answer is God. It is possible to set our direction only in that way. How should we establish an ideology for our life? How should our family live? How about society, the nation, and the world? And how will the world be in the final days? Therefore, we need to know the question of humans and the question of whether or not there is a causal being, God. Yes. No matter how good a human being is, it is said that humans are resultant beings, not causal beings. Therefore, it is necessary to give a clear answer that the causal being is God. So when we teach very clearly, God is a causal being, we are the resultant being, and then what's the relationship between God and us, and then let them experience of the God's heart. This is the way we can make the unity uh, among different religions. Living divine principle, and then uh, recently I'm continuing talking about family. Perfection is the completion of the four great realms of heart based upon our true father's work. And then you look at here, the four great realms of heart. God's dream and ideal is the heavenly world centered on family, as you know. The external structure of heaven is the four position foundation. And the internal structure is what? The four great realms of heart and three great kingships. Therefore, if anyone does not experience the four great realms of heart in their home, and the three great kingships live together, then God's ideal cannot be completed. We need to know that this is really father discover these four great realms of heart. This is really incredible. Many people, when we're talking about God's heart and God's love, very vague. We do not know what is really God's love and God's heart. But Father clearly talking about based upon four great realms of heart. Everybody understand these four great realms of heart? You are the one who really understand God's desire and God's heart and God's wishes and dreams. Okay, uh, let's read the Father's word. The four great realms of heart is the original world. The four great realms of heart talks about the original world. It's returning to the original world. 
It is a baby growing up to become a sibling, later on marry, and finding the position of a couple, finding the position of a parent. It is the path to finding the place to become one body with God. The completion of the four great realms of heart is my path to becoming a perfect human being. As the incorporeal child-sibling couple parent within God's heart, it desires the completion of the substance of true love and thus created Adam and Eve. In order to complete the four great realms of heart, you should absolutely go through the growing period, right? The first stage is going through the children's course. To go through the children's course, you have to grow receiving enough love from your parents. This is because you give as much love as you received. Next, you must walk through the siblings' course. If you are alone in your family without any brothers or sisters, you cannot love your neighbor as brothers and sisters. That's why the more siblings you have, the better. People who grew up, uh, grew up without siblings do not know how to share their love with those around them. Next is the couple's cause. If you do not meet your own partner or in other words, marry and have a partner, you can never realize God's ideal. The purpose of the marriage is not for my own happiness but for realizing God's ideal. Only through marriage can you completely occupy God through love. Lastly, is the parents' cause. The cause of the parents is the cause of the perfection of true love. To go through the cause of the parents, you have to absolutely children. You need to have children. Children ultimately complete the parents. There is no completion of parents without children. In the spiritual world, Father, very often talking about one of the most miserable people are those who die without marrying. Secondly, it is people who marry but did not have children. That's why in order to form for position foundation, you know, you need to have parents. You need to have your spouse. You need to have your siblings. You need to have your children. This is absolute elements in order to, you know, uh, complete a four-position foundation. This is the key, my brothers and sisters. Everything in the family. Wow. Father's guidance is really amazing. Next. The ideal of spherical love. True love of parent-child relationship is vertical. Conjugal true love is horizontal. Siblings true love is front and back. <coughs> God desired the ideal of spherical love. In other words, unity is achieved at the center of all connecting points from vertically up and down, horizontally left and back, and longitudinally front and back. That point becomes the central point of the sphere. Okay. In the family, only when the four great realms of heart move uh, longi uh, longitudinally and horizontally, 
left and right, forward and backward. The circular motion is uh, converted into a spherical motion and becomes a three-dimensional motion. The central motion of universe is the center of all spherical motions in the four great realms of heart. And the center of these four realms of heart is God's love. That is true love. You look at this. Uh, only when the love between, uh, between vertical parents and children and horizontal couples and front and back, brothers and sisters, centered on true love, fully performs, you know, as a, a spiritual movement. Can you embody God's heart and, and complete God's ideal and dreams? So let's take a closer look at how the family exemplifies the universal order. The family can be represented by a, a sphere with three uh, axes. These uh, three axes, parent, child, and elder, younger, and husband and wife, form a sphere. We are mean to live for the sake of the people linked to us by these axes. The center of a family is not a person, but the junction of these uh, uh, three axes. It is true love. Equality in the family means that each person gives and receives the uh, optimal love corresponding to his or her role in the family, right? Center is true love. God also centering on true love, younger siblings, elder siblings, husband and wife and children and grandchildren centering on true love. This is a central point. Okay, next content. The completion of love. When does children, siblings, couples, parents of the four great realms of heart become one? The place where humans marry centered on God and make their first love is the fruit of all completion and the center. Therefore, marriage is the unity of heaven, earth, humankind, and the completion of longitude and latitude, left and right, front and back. Marriage is the place where the ideal of child, sibling, couple, parents, true love is completed. So I think uh, I want to explain more detail about this. The place where the heart of the children, the heart of the brothers and sisters, the heart of the couple, and the heart of the parents are completed is the place where marriage and first love are formed. The first night when a couple makes their first love is a place where the seed of a baby also participates. So it is a place where the four great realms of heart are completed, right? Therefore, the place where a couple marries, uh, marries and celebrate their first night is where Adam and Eve going through, uh, go through the children's love, siblings' love, become one body as a couple, and the seed of the, their children is born. So it is the place where all the four great loves are gathered together. It is really amazing, right? That's why Father talking about the completion of love based upon, you know, 
you know, uh, what that couple's love. Today's youth ministry, very interesting topic. I really, you know, reflect on uh, a lot uh, based on this topic, keep the first love. So uh, we, you may be often reading the Bible. I also often reading this Bible verse, let uh, reflect on based on this, uh, uh, you know, Bible verse. Today, I'd like to talk about uh, centered on keep the first love. Uh, Revelations chapter two, verses one to 17. To the church in Ephesus, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown wary. Yet, I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears... Let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Wow. Okay, uh, based on this Bible verse, uh, let's study more in details. Church in Ephesus rebuked for losing first love. The church in Ephesus mentioned in the Bible just now was praised by God, but also worried. The praise was the hard work of the Ephesians to keep the word of God. He praised the amazing fact that they held on to the word and tried not to tolerate evil people and that they persevered and have endured even when evil people opposed and harassed them. Next, many false apostles and false leaders appeared, but he praised them for being very diligent and holding on to the heart of Jesus. So the Ephesian church was a church with the utmost devotion to hold on to the word of God, to live according to it, and to persevere in spite of difficulties. So it was a church that God remembers. Yes, what a praise did uh, did the uh, uh, Ephesian church receive from the Lord? First, it is that the members of the church kept God's word as life. They really love God's word, treat God's word as their own life. They were good and distinguishing and between good and evil according to the word. So it was possible to distinguish first apostles and then uh, drive them out. 
If we strictly discern between good and evil, much, much persecution and opposition will follow. However, they kept the word until the end and received the praise from the Lord. Continue. But God rebuked the church in Ephesus for forsaking the love that they had at first. That is why he urged us to rediscover the first acts. These were people who tried to keep the word and did not act apart from the word, but they were rebuked because they had lost their first love. The church in Ephesus was good in the passion to live according to the word and the effort to distinguish between truth and lies. There was a lot of love at first, but later it appears that there was a rift between the brothers and sisters who were rebuked. For example, speaking of family relationships, it is like the eldest son who is well aware of his father's will and purpose and is well aware of his father's circumstances, yet there is disharmony between brothers and sisters. But what they were rebuked for was that they had no love in their heart What does no love mean? It's like saying there was a quarrel between brothers and sisters. The church in Ephesus was rebuked for lack of love. That is why he told them, do the things they did at first. Yes. But what was the church in uh, uh, Ephesus rebuked for by the Lord? It was that they had lost their first love. So when do you lose your first love? After hearing the word of the principle at first, we too accept true parents as the Messiah and make a good start. However, if they face the trials of Cain and Abel all along the way, they cannot endure it and leave the church or flow horizontally. Most of the cases of the losing first love are lost in relations with the people. The church in Ephesus, Ephesus also made a good effort to keep the word. However, they judged the brothers and sisters easily and could not embrace them with love. There was a judgment, but no love. As a result, the church was becoming colder, And one or two members stopped stopped uh, stopped coming to the church. That is the issue, my brothers and sisters. My dear brothers and sisters, doesn't the church in Ephesus speak of our present church? What do you think? I'm thinking a lot. As for the shortcomings of our church, everyone hears hears the divine principle and confess to the parents as the Messiah, Savior, second, you know, second coming, and has absolute faith, but there is no brotherly and sisterly love. The vertical alignment is good all the time. We are how much emphasize the vertical alignment, vertical alignment, vertical alignment. That's fine. The vertical alignment is good. That's fine. However, There is no horizontal alignment. There is no love between siblings. We call this kind of love hypocritical. 
if we really love God, if we really love true parents, and they should love our brothers and sisters. What do we know someone truly, truly, truly love God? He automatically, he can love his own brothers and sisters. But one who truly can love God, but you cannot love your own brothers and sisters, something wrong. That is not really loving God. That's why, how can you know you love, how much do you love God? How can we know? You can see how much do you love your own brothers and sisters. One who truly loves God, natural, it is natural to love your own brothers and sisters. Someone say, I really love God. I really truly true parents. Then how can we know what is your evidence truly you love your own brothers and sisters? Same things, my brothers and sisters. As much as I love God, you surely that much you can love your own brothers and sisters. So our movement really is one of the weak points. Even though we are emphasized so much vertical alignment. However, we don't have a horizontal alignment. I'm a little bit kind of not unfamiliar word, but horizontal alignment. We truly have to love our own brothers and sisters. Or church that is vertically well aligned with true parents is a church that is at the formation stage. The foundation of faith has been achieved, but it is in a state of the not being able to develop further. Okay? The formation stage is clear vertical alignment. Your relationship between able and yourself, obey to the able, listen to the able, you know, that kind of the vertical alignment that you find. And what's the next growth stage? Growth stage based upon horizontal alignment. You need to love your Abel. You need to love your Cain. Without loving your Cain, without loving your Abel, you cannot establish a foundation of substance. That's why our church is still, you know, under the top of the growth stage. Still, we are in the formation stage. We are trying to listen God to God. That's good. Through God's word, can distinguish what is good and evil, evil guy, good guy, you can distinguish that you fine. However, based on that foundation, we need to practice how can I love my brothers and sisters? This is the foundation of substance. This is the issue, my brothers and sisters. The same as here, you know, this church, right? Talking about uh, Ephesus church. Continue. Let's think about the meaning of first. Everyone is good at first. When you first come to the church, you come as a good person. In the beginning, we come here with the desire to long for goodness and live a good life. However, if you go to a church for a long time, it is easy to lower the level of goodness you set up at the beginning. A person who comes to church for the first time can be relatively humble and good. When you come to church for the first time, the first thing you say to all the members of the church is, hello, I don't know anything. Please guide me a lot. I am very humble when I say this. 
when you meet for the first time like this, you have a very high and respectful heart. Everyone is good at the beginning, whether it's when someone first meets someone, when they're born, when they get married for the first time, or when they go to church for the first time. However, as time goes by, the first standard starts to drop and starts to change. All humans' original mind is good. They also know the path that they must each take. However, problems change due to various trials, circumstances, and environments in the course of life. Everyone knows what is good and that having a good heart brings peace of mind. I know how to please others, and I know that I have to do good things. But many people think that because of some circumstance or difficult situation, or because some person treated them badly, they have no choice but to do this or that. Everything in reality, called the environment, takes my first heart away. It's a problem because my first heart is dominated by the reality and cannot continue. The church in Ephesus fought well with its first heart, but how did it lose love? While fighting the struggle between good and evil, they tried to hold on to the truth and live as it is, but they lost their first love when they were at odds with their brothers. So what should we do so as not to lose compassion and love? All you have to do is hold on to the word firmly, distinguish between falsehood and truth, and be active. A person who sheds tears because it is so sad to see the wrongdoing of the other person does not lose their first love. You can, always, you can keep your first love if you always have a heart of repentance. That is, if you feel that you are guilty when you see others have sinned. When you see the people who have wronged, you who have wronged, if you have the heart to regard their fault as your own, you won't lose your first love. The church in Ephesus pointed out the other's faults well, and they were good at distinguishing them, but they saw their mistakes and hated them. After realizing that a person is good, when they see other people making mistakes, they hate them. Isn't that true? You may say that believing is the best and ignore those who do not believe. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. So what can we do not to lose compassion and love? First, you just have to hold on to the word firmly, distinguish the truth from false food, and be active. You must always keep the word alive. Secondly, if you, if you, if you see someone else's mistakes, if you are someone who cries because it is so pitiable, you will not lose your first love. If you know the principle and the word very well, it is easy to judge others based on the content. Therefore, when you see other people's sin, you must, you must have a heart of the regret as if you were the one that committed the sin. 
In other words, if there's no sympathy and compassion for other person, only the heart of the judgment remain, and my heart becomes very, very cold. That's why anyone criticizes somebody, and what kind of remain in your heart? Your heart become very dry, become very cold, my brothers and sisters. When you see the mistakes of the people, you lose your first love. If you don't have the heart to regard, uh, regard the, their faults as your own, your problem is my problem, your fault is my fault, your situation is my situation. When you see someone's mistake and then cry together, your problem is my problem. Your fallen nature is my fallen nature. When parents see children's weak point and cry and cry, oh, the cause come from, come from me, come from my fallen nature, heavenly God. I did not repent enough. I did not pay indemnity enough. That's why my children inherited from the me, from me. So when parents see children's weak point and take it as, as my own and repent, that's why parents never lose their first love toward their children. So why don't you apply the same principle to our own brothers and sisters? The church in uh, Ephesus pointed out the others' fault well. And they were good and distinguished them, but they saw their mistakes and hated them. After people realize goodness, when they see other people making mistakes, they come to hate them. Believers ignore non-believers. The knowledge of all ignores the ignorant. Those who have studied the principle easily judge those who do not know them, do not know them. Our heart becomes cold when we judge others in any circumstance. And then you lose your first love. Therefore, if you, if, you, if you see someone else's fault, you should consider it your fault. And you should embrace them with the heart of a parent. As a parent, you must take responsibility and have a heart to protect them. When you see someone's mistake, then you need to think, I have to be responsible. No matter what, I need to guide him. I raise up him and protect him. We need to have that kind of parental heart. Otherwise, you just see our, our brothers and sisters as only the brothers and sisters' point of view and criticizing and pointing out about their fault. I am telling you, we lose our first love. What does our, our, our current unification movement look like? Aren't we also easily criticizing our brothers and sisters? Don't we always have a negative thought about our able? Do we not ignore Christianity because they do not know the principle? Wow. This Bible verse, Ephesus Church, really, you know, we can think a lot, many things, right? A church that cannot embrace the other person, or a church cannot forgive the other person's mistake or weakness, and a church that sees the other's weakness before the strength will lose their heart 
before other person is wiped out. God leaves the church that has lost its first love. And even when new members come, there are no people that remain because there is no environment for them to settle down. Now, every day I'm talking about how to raise up three spiritual children, but we do not create this kind of wonderful environment of the true love. Nobody can remain our church. So, my brothers and sisters, let's really love our own brothers and sisters. Whenever we see someone's viewpoint, treat it as our viewpoint. And what to do? No other way. We really need to grow up spiritually very, very well. Wow, this really Bible verse really deflect on me a lot. I'm not criticizing you. I'm really criticizing myself. How do I raise about members? Of course, I respect true parents, love true parents. I confess they are my Messiah. As much as I love God and true parents, how much do I practice to love our own brothers and sisters? Really, this is a really great teaching. To not lose your first love through embracing brothers and sisters, through really accepting their fault as my own fault. Thank you very much.